Welcome to this week's edition of the Pete Mazzetti Show. I'm your host, Pete Mazzetti. This evening's topic is the is CCPG, which is the Connecticut Conference of Problem Gambling. And with me to, to discuss CCPG is Diana Good, who's their executive director, and Paul Tarbox, who is their communications director. Guys, welcome. How are we? Good. Thanks for having us on. Good. Good evening. Good evening, Diana. Good evening, Paul. Nice to see you guys again. Good to see you. I know. Diana and I have done this before, and Paul is the newcomer to the group. So, Paul, welcome. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> oh, what's behind you? Is that like your Mensa certification? That's actually my wife's very, very expensive uh, certification that we're still trying to pay off. So, <laughs> ah. <laughs> very nice. You're displaying it well. Well, got to be modest on behalf of the family. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So tell us a little bit about yourself and how long you've been with CCPG and a little bit of your background. Well, I'm a long time, uh, I'm a long time uh, staffer with CCPG at three weeks. Uh, so I'm okay. relatively, I'm, uh, I'm learning as we go. The The crowd here has been wonderful. The The topic is definitely something that's been very interesting. Um, gambling and its ramifications is just something that it's, uh, I'm familiar with uh, a bit because I, I ran the public safety committee at the general assembly for three years. And I had also run the, okay. the affairs committee uh, for uh, actually going on 13 years. Uh, oh, so wow. a, a pretty good amount of legislative experience uh, specifically in vets in the military and, and just a good bit kind of of police fire and, and, you know, gambling kind of uh, just recently in the last couple of years. So it's uh, been really, really, you know, fun. And Diana, how have you been and what have you been up to? I've been really well. Thank you. Uh, just working, trying to survive all of this COVID thing and keep my head above water, keep my kids' head above water. And I just have to tell you, I have two very old dogs and they're probably going to bust into this room in a minute and they snore a lot. So That's okay. I'm sleeping through your show. That's all you know. <laughs> <laughs> the things we learn in COVID. Exactly, exactly. It's sort of, sort of like sitting, sitting in my home studio doing the Pete Mazzetti shows. Things you learn in COVID. Absolutely. I'm super so worried that my dogs are going to come in and watch from behind, and your cat's going to walk by. My dogs are going to go nuts. So yeah, I know. I'm, I'm waiting for the cat. I'm waiting for the cat to walk by. She hasn't Oof. yet, but I'm sure she. I'm sure she will. So, but thank guys, you so much for doing the show. Oh, no problem. So tell us a little bit about CCPG and exactly what you guys do with, with the organization. So the Connecticut Council on Public Gambling is not for or against gambling. We are not the fun police. We are not going to tell you how to spend your disposable income. We just want to make sure that there are safeguards in place for people who are gambling and it's not fun anymore. There are a lot of people who can't stop gambling. And we want to make sure that there's somewhere where they can turn, and that's us. So it's certainly an issue right now uh, with more people being at home, with more online gambling being accessible, um, and definitely will have implications potentially next legislative session when gambling becomes even easier online and with sports betting and all of that. So that's kind of where we're coming from. We just want to make sure that people know we are here to help when gambling's not fun anymore. Okay. 
And as far as some of the programs that you guys offer, can you tell us a little bit about those? Sure. We run um, a helpline 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So if you need help, you can call our helpline and you will be connected with a counselor. Um, we also do a lot of other programs with uh, the Department of Corrections. A lot of people who are incarcerated are gambling because there's really nothing else to do. So they right. can figure out on just about anything. Uh, we also are very instrumental in helping people who are incarcerated because of gambling so that when they come out, they know where to turn and there are safeguards in place for them so they don't gamble again and go back to prison. Uh, we do a lot of college kids. Um, we're also very concerned about gaming right now, high school, junior high school, even probably younger than that, kids who are doing a lot of gaming at home. Um, and translating that into gambling and becoming addicted to gaming. We definitely want to make sure that parents and kids know there is help for them as well. Um, so those are some of the things that we're doing. Okay. Paul, do you have any, anything you'd like to add? Diana pretty much covered most of it. I mean, I think it's just an important point to, you know, raise a about some of these issues uh it's you know, unless you're currently dealing with it it's it's really kind of hard to recognize some of the different signs especially if you know it's a family member who's looking to get help for their family member so i mean it's responsibility for all of us to say hey if we're gonna be expanding this and it's going to be a more of an available resource you know we're gonna have to, to to make it so it's relatively well known what to look out for and and you know that there's help available i mean in the government at least when i was there it was you know we used to pass programs all the time but we'd never really go out of our way to tell people that we did it you know tpg right. is really kind of out there to be like a you know a champion saying hey look you know we want to help you we want to inform you and you know we're here for you without judging so you know, i think that's kind of a valuable service absolutely absolutely because one of the things that happens with problem gambling is it often brings down the whole family. Mm -hmm. Because by the time the person who is a problem gambler has raised their hand, they've potentially drained the 401k, they've drained the college fund, they've remortgaged the house. So it very rarely is something that only happens to one person. It's often something that happens to an entire family. Absolutely, absolutely. And one of the things that Paul's working on, oh, I'm sorry, Pete, I keep interrupting no, you. No, 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 there's a, no, there's a delay. Go ahead. <laughs> one of the things that Paul's working on is a video for you talking about gaming and responsible gaming and where you can go for help. So that's something that we've spent a lot of time on during COVID, okay. which we think is awesome. We're hoping to launch that in March. Well, Paul, tell us a little bit about the video that Diana just mentioned. Well, a lot of it's going to be geared towards some of the kind of intricacies of, again, informing like your peers that this stuff is happening. But we want to make sure that it's, uh, you know, contemporary and it's something that, uh, you know, kids, teenagers, um, you know, obviously people in their early 20s uh, up through actually gamers go through, you know, retirees at this point, but they feel comfortable, you know, recognizing these signs and symptoms. I mean, I don't think when, when you hear gaming a lot of people just think it's like you sitting on the couch and spending too much time which again is is a problem for the health you know health side of it and productivity but you know some of the things like say loot boxes where you know these guys are spending like 99 cents a time trying to get a, a certain type of skin 
Um, I don't think people really realize how they get caught up into it and it can turn into a sense where, you know, it's, it's just gambling where there's, you know, the real quick reward as it's going through. And, and, you know, uh, especially kids that are going to college where they have these brand new access to credits and things uh, or, you know, huge bills or the, you know, teenagers who have access to their, you know, their parents' credit cards and next thing you know, they have this huge bill or, you know, there's so the fact of some of these mobile games, um, you know, there's a sense of community, but there's also a sense of competition. So, since they start to be free to play and then you know they get built up by having these add-ons you can buy the next thing you know like people you know spending a thousand fifteen hundred dollars where if they bought a game at like say gamestop they would have spent like 50 bucks and you know they would have had the game for 20 hours 100 hours and been done with it but now this right. mobile game consistently attached to them and next thing you know they're they're just spending vast majorities of their paychecks and sending it to like these game developers and it's just you know raising awareness that hey you know this is not necessarily as intended Exactly. Exactly. Dan, you have something you'd like to add? <laughs> no, he said it perfectly. <laughs> it's really true. <laughs> wow. I didn't and I'm and I'm now. <laughs> no, of course not. Not us. I was I was gonna say I'm sure during being with people being home, probably a lot of online things going on as far as like gambling and other online activities. Definitely. That's a huge, huge issue. Uh, before people, you know, were having to go to work or having to go out or having to do things. And now people are at home, quarantined, spending a lot of time online. Um, Unfortunately, there's also a huge issue of uh, drugs and alcohol being part of that as well. We're not making, a lot of people are not making super smart decisions and so are doing things that they wouldn't normally do and gambling more than they thought they would. So that's definitely an issue during quarantine. Exactly. Now, as far as how do we think that the legislative sessions going to look this year or who knows are they going to do everything virtually because obviously you can't have many people in the capital like you normally would so the the rumors that i'm hearing so far and again they haven't put out their complete plan is that at least the committee portion of it where um you know the, the bills go through the different various committees before they move on to the house or senate chambers will be all virtual um you know but that obviously presents some interesting you know, interesting developments in terms of, uh, you know, they've never really had voting online. They've never really run public hearings just through Zoom and, you know, the how that's part of the official records. And then, right. you know, how the vaccines are rolled out, uh, you know, then they would be moving towards the chamber stuff. And, you know, it's kind of like in special session where they, they had everybody kind of in the building, but they only would bring them up in groups to vote so they can kind of be socially separated or they just going to move to a whole separate virtual model for the actual, you know, stuff and then you know how do you do the these big debates that become you know legislative intent and so it's just it's it's a very interesting year altogether um, you know even more and the other thing you, you got to figure out is how do you do the debates or the session the se session that last all night it's true <laughs> well i mean i can tell you as a staffer when you know when the debate goes all night and somebody falls asleep uh, the staff are running over to find them in their office is usually easier. I mean, if these guys are and they pass out and you need them for a vote, it's going to be very, very interesting. They're going to call these things. Exactly. 
<laughs> exactly. Now, can, 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 they can't vote, they can't vote virtually, can they? I don't think, I don't know. I think they, I think they can, if they pass it through the joint rules, um, obviously they never okay. kind of before, but as long as everybody agrees to, the joint rules are essentially the, the governing document for how a session goes. So right. the first thing they do where they, the, the, the Republicans, Democrats, House and Senate all say, this is how we all agree we're going to operate. And mm -hmm. they all say, this is how we're going to operate. Usually it's pretty kumbaya. I mean, there could theory be a constitutional challenge, but that would be something they would have to anticipate and deal with. Diana. I think they could do it. Though. Yeah, absolutely. But I, I definitely think that the same issue, even more, is apparent this year as opposed to last year, which is the state needs to figure out new ways to generate income. And gambling is going to be one of those ways. So we were surprised nothing went through last year. We, I will be shocked if nothing goes through this year. I mean, the state really needs to figure out how to balance the budget or get it even remotely close. And there are a lot of options, and gambling is one of them, especially as gambling becomes legal in all the states around us. Now, how many of the states around us have legalized gambling? They're, they're quickly kind of cropping up. So the theory of whatever you're going to, to make gets reduced and that's the same kind of argument with uh you know fully legalizing marijuana so it's, right. every single time that they wait and another state does it they establish kind of a beachhead and that's if you're ignoring all of the you know illegal sites that people were using even though they weren't supposed to beforehand so there's quite a few in the northeast i can't tell you the exact number but um oh. quite a few okay now as far as the leg legislative session goes for the upcoming year what do you guys at CCPG want to see or what do you guys want to accomplish? Uh, so we want to make sure that as gambling, more avenues to gambling become legalized, that they recognize that some funding should be set aside for people who have a problem with gambling. So we're hoping for anywhere between one and 3% of new revenue go to problem gambling. Uh, both CCPG and Problem Gambling Services, which is Department of Demas, so that we can do more prevention and we can also have more uh, gambling counselors around the state. Especially in, uh, in that area, there's no resources up there at all. So we want to make sure that if everyone in the state of Connecticut can gamble and gamble legally, easily, that the entire state is covered as far as counselors are concerned. And Diana, I have to I have I was I we were you were I was you were answering the question and I was listening. You mentioned the acronym of Demas. You and I have a mutual friend who works for Demas, don't we? I'm in denial. I'm going through the twelve step process. I'm almost to acceptance, but not quite. Gee, <laughs> and who would that anger, friend be? Which is good. <laughs> We miss Art a lot. We do. But yes. Art left us with Paul. So I can't be all that angry because oh boy. Art, and all, uh, Art and Paul, they just blended their name like Brad and Angelina. But uh, Art <laughs> and Paul have been good friends for a long time. And Art 
uh, has done all the right things in leaving us. So we really appreciate that. And uh, Art's a great guy. He can't say anything bad about Art, but he left us with Paul. So super cool. Absolutely. Paul, what do you have to say about it? <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm sad for Diana that Art left, but I'm kind of glad for me. Uh, however, I mean, Art my mentor i've known him for a long time i mean i have nothing bad to say about the guy well at least not unless there's a couple beers in me but you know <laughs> <laughs> we'll do that it would sound we like a fun time stories <laughs> we can all tell stories about art Monchilla, <laughs> which would be a which would be a good time in itself now well, you know, he's, as, he's in, oh. is that a whole separate show stories about art Monchilla? good uh, <laughs> with him being engaged, it may be very interesting to do a, to do a, a, a roast of him in his honor. Yeah. That, we might have to do that as an hour segment of the Pete Mazzetti show. I think you can sell a lot of tickets. It'd be a great fundraiser for you all across the state. Oh. <laughs> it's like a roast. Oh, we could. <laughs> we, we, could def- we, could def- we could definitely do that. Diana, how closely do you guys work with the governor's office? Uh, with the governor's office, not very closely at all. Uh, no. We are more involved with the legislators okay. um, and have really not worked with the governor. Uh, we also work with the tribes and the tribal casinos really, really closely. Uh, both Mohegan Sun and Foxwood. So um, not with the governor very much, but, and I'm not sure if we should be, um, that, you know, if, if Paul thinks that's an area where we should go, then we can definitely do that. Um, but we are, I feel like we are very connected with the legislators and they are incredibly respectful about listening to what we have to say. And I'm not sure if, I, I hope it's because our messaging is really good. I think a lot of it is because both Art and Paul are so connected at the legislative office building that they will take meetings with us, which is super important. Right. Well, and I was, I, I think that, you know, knowing the process is important, you know, the you right. know, oh, absolutely. process and then the, the various chambers and, and then, you know, ultimately the governor is the guy who decides to sign it or not. So, you know, just being cognizant of the entire process and really the, the biggest challenge is trying to put down fires when they're small, as opposed to waiting till all of a sudden they're ravaging and your bill just goes up. So yeah, right. Uh, just the communication, just trying to feel what's going on there is kind of important. Absolutely. Absolutely. And as far as the CPG goes, Diana, last time we were together, you guys were getting ready to do a conference. I believe was that, we had a conference in October. Yes, right. How was how did that go? It went really, really well. We did it virtually last October. Um, and Caitlin, who was in our office, just did an incredible job about managing all of that and dealing with all of the logistical nightmares that go along with an online conference. And we had a lot of people um, present at that conference that we couldn't have afforded to come to Connecticut. So I think it was more 
impactful than some of our other conferences have been. Um, just because the sky's the limit when you're virtual. And now we're all Absolutely. kind of used to virtual. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm, 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 I'm sure trying to testify at a public hearing is going to be virtual and a very interesting aspect of the session coming up here in a couple of weeks. It's definitely going to be really weird. I think it's going to be really weird. But I think some of the things that we've done during quarantine are going to make that testifying, I think, better. Because a lot of times when we've come to the table, we've kind of been divided. It's been CCPG and it's been Foxwoods, it's been Mohegan, it's been OTB, it's been Lottery. We've kind of all sat different sections of the room. And I right. think in the last six weeks or so, uh, we've really come together on some certain projects, like a marketing project. Mm -hmm. We really want to have one central responsible gambling message. And at first, CCPG thought we should hire an advertising agency to do that messaging. And then we realized some of the best marketing people in the state work for our gambling people because Foxwoods, the lottery, OTB, they have um, unbelievable marketing people. So how about we all and we come up with a marketing strategy that's RG specific amongst ourselves. And so that's one of the things that we've been working on. And so I'm really hopeful at the next legislative session, there's a different feeling that comes from all of us, where we are all in this together. It is not in the lottery, OTB, or the casino's best interest to have problem gamblers. It's just not. That's horrible messaging. And right. CCPB is here to promote responsible gambling. So having us all work together, I'll work on common messaging. I'll work on a common logo. I'll work on um, a voluntary self-exclusion application that we all are taking together. I'll work on training is something that I'm not sure we would have pulled off without quarantine because we all want to make this happen. And I think this legislate, legislative section is going to be different because we're not a whole bunch of different segments. We are kind of one group coming together to say, we understand that more gambling is something that the state needs. We also understand that responsible gambling is unbelievably important into that strategy. And we all get that. Paul, we've got a little, Paul and Diane, we've, got, we've actually got a little bit more time left. So what else do we wanna get? What other words of wisdom would we like to get out? I really appreciate your show, Pete. I Thank really you, Diana. On here, you know, you let us joke around, you let us have fun, you really care about our messaging and what we're doing. Um, Absolutely. And, you know, I've been on some stressed out shows, and you're not one of those. So thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Diana. Thank you for being gentle to the new guy. I do appreciate that. Oh, come on. I'm not, it's, it's not that bad, Paul. Well, I said, thank you for being gentle. I mean, it could have, oh, absolutely. It could have been very, very bad. I mean, I could have had a phone call saying, Hey, by the way, don't come in tomorrow and let you know. I'm, I'm... <laughs> yeah, right. So I'm legitimately grateful. Yeah. There you, hey, there, there, there you go. I would never have set you up for failure. I knew this was going to be great. It's, it's really cool. He just cares about what we're doing. It's really awesome. 
He just wants Absolutely. to Absolutely. Really nice. We've got a little bit, we've got about 20 seconds left, but before we say goodnight, website, if people want more information on CCPG, where are they going? CCPG.org. Okay. And you can also, if you have a problem with gambling or you know someone who does have a problem with gambling or gambling, you can call 888-789-7777. And you can put that number underneath me on purpose. Yes, the number is underneath you, so you're good. That's super funny. Yeah, I was gonna say I just I just saw I just saw it on my end on the playback. It's so. written behind my computer. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, Paul and Diana from please call us and Pete, we love you. Thank you so much for everything you do. Guys, on behalf of Paul and Diana, thank you so much for coming and coming on, and we'll see you guys again soon. And have a good holiday. Thank, thank you. you. Happy holidays. Thank you, you too, guys. On behalf of Paul, Diana, I'm Pete Mazzetti. Thanks. Good night. We'll see you next time.